brilliant. Hey, this morning we're starting a series, and the series uh, is really about uh, some powerful truths in the Bible that will supercharge your life, okay? You might have had a, a car once, and you've gone, and you've, you've, you've taken it in, and you've got it upgraded, something, I'm, I'm totally not mechanical, but you've, you've got it upgraded, you've got it supercharged. Is that possible? Can you supercharge a car from scratch, Sam? You can? Okay, you've got your, your car supercharged, and it suddenly got going faster, and we're going to, over the next four weeks, talk about some keys from the Word of God to help us supercharge our Christian life. We've come off the last few weeks, uh, one of the things that will supercharge your Christian life, and it's fasting. If you add prayer and fasting together, the power of combining those things together will take your prayer life and, and breakthroughs in your world to another level. Who's found that over the years, okay? And so we're going to talk about some of those things, and the series is the power of dot, dot, dot. And this morning, I want to talk about the power of agreement. Jacob and Kirsty, this is for you guys, the power of agreement as you get married. Get this early, and it will help you and set you up. Now, you may have heard uh, back in the day that, you know, when some of you were growing up on the farm, there was Clydesdales before tractors. And Clydesdales would pull things. And these days, they don't do it so much unless you're on an Amish farm uh, in, in America or somewhere. But, but these days, what they do do is they have shows and they have Clydesdales pulling things. And sometimes they'll have Clydesdales versus the, the tractors to see who can pull the most from a standing start. And many of you, you may well be aware of this, but, but one really good draft horse can can pull about 8,000 pounds from start to go. He can just, just lean in and begin to pull it. And so you would think that if you added a second Clydesdale, logic would tell you, I didn't do great at maths, but I've got this part right, uh, two would give you 16,000, right? You would think one could do 8,000 each. But there is a synergy that happens when Clydesdales begin to pull, and instead of pulling double, which would be 16,000, they can actually, too, can pull triple. They can pull 24,000 pounds, and there's something going on as they're agreeing and pulling in the same direction. There's, there's, sort of, they, there's a bit of competitiveness. Some of you can relate to that. There's a little bit of encouragement. Uh, there, there's a little bit of, I'm not in this on my own, and the, the power of their, their um, pulling goes to three. But if they've grown up with each other and know each other quite well and have trained together, it's not just three times, it becomes four times. Two well-trained, uh, in agreement, uh, familiar horses can pull 30 through 32,000 pounds where only one can pull 8,000. And this morning I want to talk about this power of what happens when we get in agreement. Uh, the scripture that I want to preach out of is Matthew chapter 18 and it says this, again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. I want to talk about how you can supercharge your prayer life this morning, how you can get answers to your prayers at a greater level, and it's understanding the power of agreement. So there's three things that we're going to look at this morning, three, three areas that we can get in agreement that will increase the power and effectiveness of our prayers. I, I was uh, at a church just last Sunday, and uh, the pastor was telling me that he'll, he'll be in some meetings, and when it got too long, his wife would pull out the sunnies. If it got boring in a group meeting, she'd pull out her sunnies or her earphones from her iPhone, and she'd put them in her ears because it was getting too boring. 
Don't try that, babe. That's not what we're going for, all right? And it made me laugh, and I began to think, I wonder if God sits in heaven sometimes when we're praying, and and we're, we're not really praying powerfully. Maybe there's a bit more complaining going on than praying. Maybe there's a little bit more whinging going on. I wonder if God just sits in heaven and goes, let's just, let's just tune into that C3 Kiwana Waters uh, worship album, the one the guys put. Let's just listen to that for a little while until they get out of a complaining mind and get into a, a, a declaring zone, a thankfulness zone, a praying zone. All right? I just wonder. I don't know. Not sure if he needs earbuds or what. But the first thing I want us to understand when we the power of agreement is when we pray in agreement with God's word. When we pray in agreement with God's word, Amos 3 verse 3 says this, can two walk together unless they are agreed? The whole point of being a Christian, the whole point of being a follower of God is we once came and made a decision. I'm giving my life to you, God. You are now the Lord of my life. I'm making it, I'm surrendering my will to you and I'm going to live your way. I'm, I'm making a choice not to try and get you to agree with me, but I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with your word. I'm going to live by your principles. I'm going to follow you. I've made that decision. When you make that decision, Christ comes and lives in your heart. He transforms you from the inside out. And maybe this morning you're here and you've never, you've never had a moment where you said, I surrender my life to God. You might be a churchgoer, you might believe in God, but you've never actually had a moment and said, God, I want to surrender my life and live in agreement with you. I'm coming under your Lordship, Jesus. At the end of the service, we'll have a moment. And you could pray a prayer where you could invite God into your life. And in that moment, everything will change. The peace of heaven will fill your heart. The love of God will pour into you. A closeness to God like you never could imagine will occur because you made a decision to come in agreement with God and make Him the Lord, all right? So agreement. So it works like this. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for He who promised is faithful. When you're praying, Hold fast to the confession. Now, the Greek word for that, uh, for confession is homologio. Homo, same, same, as in uh, homogenous, it's the same, okay? Um, logio is, is the word that we get logos, the word, uh, the word of God from. So if we're going to work, work with God, our confession needs to, needs to be homo, same as God's word, same as God's word. Your confession needs to line up with God's word. Why is this important? Because every one of us, every day and every week, are going to find circumstances, situations that just don't seem to line up with what God wants for us. We've heard, we hear it preached at church, God wants the best for us. We hear, we, we hear the, the, these things about what Jesus died for. He died for our peace, but maybe we're facing anxiousness. He died for our healing, maybe we're facing sickness. He died for our, for our um, provision, but maybe we're facing poverty. He, he died in so many ways that we could be free from our past, but maybe it's still in our mind. So we hear these things every week, but our circumstances aren't necessarily lining up with what God said. So we've got a choice. 
We've got a choice to go, well, what am I going to talk about? What is my confession going to be? You can have these, your circumstances, they're just telling you things like this. God doesn't care. God won't come through. It's just, it's like a tormenting voice in your head. This is impossible. That person you're praying for, they'll never get saved. Your marriage will never improve. You'll never get out of this emotional hole you're in. You're always broke. This sickness is incurable. The devil starts to get on top of those circumstances and taunts you in your mind. You're not worthy enough. You're too guilty. If they knew what your past was, it would disqualify you. You can't change. You're always going to struggle with this. These things can get in your head and be like a broken record going round and round and round. But here's the deal. If we're going to change and if we're going to see God's best come into our life, we've got to get a new soundtrack in our minds. We've got to reprogram what we're thinking. And the way you reprogram what you're thinking is what you're speaking. It's your confession. It's saying the same as the Word of God. I've got a number of scriptures that most mornings I'll, be, I'll begin to declare and say, well, this is what God said. So I'm going to come into agreement with what God says about my life. I'm going to not complain about it. I'm not going to whinge about it. I'm not going to you know, tell God why it's all going wrong over and over. I might mention how I'm feeling about it, but I'm going to align my words and come into agreement with what God's word is. I'm going to say things like this. This I know God is for me. He will never leave me or forsake me. He is working all things together for my good. For without faith, uh, with faith, nothing is impossible to God. He's going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can ask or think. He delights in my prosperity. He will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. He wants me to prosper and be in good health by his stripes. I have been healed. He wants everyone saved, including my family. I am a new creation in Christ. I've been forgiven of all my sin. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. These are just some of the promises that God said. I challenge you today to go, what's your confession? What are you speaking? What are you saying? You're not going to experience the power of agreement until you start agreeing with what God says over your life. These are the confessions of overcomers. So let's move from complaining to confessing God's word. Let's move. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to move from your complaining to confessing God's word. I tell you, I tell you, all right, let's, let's move to the next one. That's, that's quite simple. We're praying in agreement with God's word. The next one is to pray in agreement with another person. Okay, so now I'm aligned with God, but there's, this, this, this amazes me. My, I've always known this. I have great power when I, pre, when I speak the word of God in prayer. I've got authority over demons because of Christ inside of me. I, I can I pray and see things shift. It's the, what the Bible tells me, and, I've underst- and I understand that. But I understand that there's a greater level of prayer that you can come into. And Jesus talks about it, and it's recorded in a chapter uh, in Luke, actually, and we're going to look at it in Matthew. But, but in, in this chapter, Jesus goes through all the things that will divide. He says, he, the, the disciples say, who's going who's to be the best when we get to heaven? A little bit of that competitive thing. Okay, who's going to be the best? And then another part of the chapter talks about how to forgive and how, how to get past offense, and how to deal with someone who's offended you, and all of these things that are, uh, that are addressing what will bring division, and right in the middle of this is this promise in Matthew chapter 18, and it, and it says, verse 18 to 20, assuredly I say to you, 
Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in the spirit realm, in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven or the spirit realm. Again, I say to you that if just two of you can agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where there are two or three gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Jesus knew, if only I can just get two of them to agree. If you can find somebody else who will come into agreement, Ecclesiastes says this, two are better than one, and and then talks about three being like a a strand, a three-strand cord that's not easily broken. I believe in your and my life, the three-strand cord is when we come into agreement with God's word and somebody else. If we hold on to God's promises with somebody else and we pray those things together in agreement, it becomes amazingly powerful. Now, Danielle and I uh, learned this, I wouldn't say in the early days of our marriage, probably uh, about seven to eight or nine years into our marriage. The early days of our marriage, and Dan talks about this quite freely, uh, we had different concepts of what praying together would look like, okay? I went into marriage having read books about couples who kneel beside their beds and pray for hours, storming the heavens to bring God's answers into place. Uh, you know, I, I had these pictures that we would we would be just really, really coming to the throne room of heaven and knocking and breaking through together, and it would be amazing. And Dan was a very private person. And so she wasn't, she wasn't used to praying out loud. And so when I kind of raised this idea about two are powerful, when they come into agreement, she wasn't particularly keen, but she was willing to give it a go, right, babe? And, and we, we sort of would give it a go. And she'd sit there formulating in her, in her mind the prayer that she was about to pray. And away I'd go, having my, you know, just going forward and praying and not leaving any gaps for her to pray. And then, you know, I remember moments where she would go, this is not your quiet time, you know, to me. Like, you're not, you're not having your own quiet time. We're praying together. You've got to leave me some gaps. And, you know, some little tension moments would come in and the opposite effect of praying together would get in place. And, and so we, we probably didn't pray together for quite a while, apart from grace, and that's a good start. Uh, so, but, but we didn't really get into that space. And then along, Danielle really, you know, kind of grew in that. And she got more confident in, in praying out loud. And, and we got to a point uh, where we start to pray periodically, but we got to a point where we faced a financial challenge and so in this financial challenge we did our budget first first key to to facing a financial challenge we did our budget we realized that we'd be about five hundred dollars a month short in our budget and so okay so we began to pray together and go okay god what what are we going to do in this moment and uh because you know is this a matter of being good stewards? Do we need to get more work? Do we need to cut back on expenses? How are we going to deal with this? Well, what are we going to do? And we felt like the Lord said, no, this is not about your stewardship. We felt like the Lord, and it wasn't about our giving. We were already giving. We were tithing, but we were giving. And so God had something to multiply back to us. So it wasn't about our generosity. And so we felt like we had a mindset that we're, yep, God can bless us and we're open to it and we're looking for it. So it wasn't our mindset. The Lord said, this is an issue of faith. You've got to actually stir yourselves up to go after what what I've promised you and to get the seed uh, multiplying back into your life. So we made this little pact. We're going to spend 10 minutes each day praying together. 
And so we got a word from God. The word said this, and it was in Psalm 128. Your work will give you what you need. This would be 15 plus years ago. Your work will give you what you need. Blessings and good things will come to you. So that's the promise from God. So we needed to come into agreement with God's promise, not our circumstances, which were telling us we're going to go backwards. And then we needed to come into agreement with each other. So each day, most days for, for about 10 minutes, for a number of months, we just began to pray. We said, Lord, this is our situation. Uh, we, we need $500 to, to get to our budget. We'd love a 1000 so we can actually go out to the movies and go out for dinner and do some extra things. So we're asking you to go and up uh, above and beyond what we need. And we're just looking to you to be our provision. And for, for 10 minutes, the beauty of praying together in that moment, and we're starting to get some, some traction in praying together, is if I'm a bit flat, she's praying with faith. I'm catching the spirit of faith on her. Or if, I, or if I've got a spirit of faith on me and she's a bit flat, it's worth working together and so we're coming and we're agreeing and we're just storming we're just we're reminding God and we're declaring over our circumstances this is what God said so here's here's what happened over the 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 first few months we just had random amounts that would come to us that would equal five hundred dollars so, you know, we might get a, you know, a voucher, a flybys kickback voucher and be able to get it and this and that. And one month I remember we went out with a new couple to church who were dedicating their business and they gave us a check for $500. We're like, awesome. Uh, someone else gave, no one, we weren't telling anybody about this. Someone else in the third or fourth month gave us a check for $500. That's not normal. But it is when you're aligned with the Word of God and you're coming into agreement. So you've got a promise and you're coming into agreement. So we found over about, I don't know, it was probably six months that we had 500, we met that budget every month and our faith began to grow because we realized God's Word has promise in our mouth, has has potential in our mouth, but when we agree together, it really will kick in to a new level. And then at the end of that five or six months, we had had this awesome moment where, where one of our employees lawyers came and sat down and talked to us and said, oh, you've actually been getting underpaid. And we got a $2,000 a month increase in our wages. Very good moment. Uh, Double what we're asking for. That was, I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think. All right. It's the power of agreement. And so we will, different times and different seasons, we don't always lock in like that, but different times and different seasons, we'll just say, you know what, we need to break through in this area, we need to get in agreement together. Can I just say this for those of you who are married today, uh, that, that learning to pray together, it might mean just learning to pray together for two minutes, ten, ten minutes is not the magic amount, it might be just two minutes that you begin to pray together for your marriage, for your family, for your children, and one minute each, doesn't have to be powerful, It just has to be in agreement with God's word and agreement with each other and you'll find that will kick in. Now watch this. I saw some stats about this in in America. The Gallup polls would show that on average, one in two marriages will end in divorce. And that's quite similar in Australia. But in this survey, this wide survey they did, uh, the divorce rate of Christian couples who pray together daily is 0.0008%. Of 1,152 couples that they surveyed, they surveyed thousands of them, but 1,152 of those who they surveyed prayed together daily and only one of them ended up divorced. 
Can I encourage you today, if you want to strengthen your marriage, those of you who are married, one of the most powerful things you could do is begin to pray together and invite God to be the third strand in your relationship. So when you're worn out and she's worn out, or if you're worn out and he's worn out, then you're drawing from the well of God's strength and God's love in prayer, and it will be a safeguard and protection. It works. You know, but not, can I just then talk broadly? Because I know not all of us are married, either through choice or circumstances. But the principle of praying in agreement doesn't change. Jesus sent the disciples out two by two for a reason, so that when they prayed, when Peter prayed for the blind man by the gate, the lame man by the gate, John was standing there beside him in agreement, and the power of agreement saw that man in the name of Jesus get healed. So here's the thing I'm asking you. Who's your, who's your Peter or John? Who's your prayer partner? Who have you got in your life who it might be just once a week you can get together and go, I'm believing for my friend, to, I'm believing for my children to get born again. I'm believing for my parents. I'm believing for my family member. I'm believing for my business to turn around. I'm believing for a healing in my life. I'm believing for something to shift. Who's that person? And if there's not somebody who you pray together with regularly, then your prayer is on four cylinders and it needs to be on eight cylinders. And you can supercharge your prayer life by coming into agreement with someone. It doesn't have to be a partner. It could be you've got different people that you pray with for different issues. Someone for finances, someone for health, someone for a partner, whatever it might be. And you go, okay, well, I'd like to do that, but how do, I, how do I find that? I'm glad you asked. That's really for us as a church what our groups are all about. We have small groups that meet. There's, there's uh, you know, probably over 60 of them this week that will be meeting across the coast. People getting together and praying together. And it might be in that group that you find someone to pray with, uh, you know, or you pray together. It might actually be that in that, in that group you, you find someone and you just feel a connection with them and outside of the group you agree to pray together regularly. Or maybe you go, I, I need this. I, I need to find a group that's praying together, a prayer group. Because we have prayer groups, some who meet weekly, some who meet fortnightly, each week in the church because we understand the power of agreement. And so there's a number of them kicking off. I think Fiona Bridge is going to kick off a healing one real soon. Ian and Sharon, you're going to do one for business people. Sandy, Shorty, you do one separately for people who want to grow in their prayer. There's a number. Uh, Maiva, I talked to you earlier before church. You do one on Tuesday afternoon. And so there's numbers of times you can go, I'm going to get together with these people because I know my prayer power has got to go to another level and I need someone who will agree with me, someone who will agree with the Word of God. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you've got to find someone to agree with. All right, the power of agreeing with someone. Find, find it. Make it your priority. Maybe that's your next step. Maybe that's your next step in your relationship with God, finding a group so that you can come into agreement with people or finding a prayer partner, finding a prayer group, whatever it is, maybe that's your next step. The third thing that I want to talk about this morning that is powerful in understanding the power of agreement is when we pray in agreement with our church. We pray in agreement with our church. In Genesis chapter 11, verse 4 to 7, uh, in what is now modern-day Babylon, but back there, uh, they, they began to build what we know as the Tower of Babel, or Babel, depending if you're a Kiwi or an Aussie. Bubble, Babel, whatever. Anyway, Genesis 11, 
And this is what it says. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves. These are not God worshippers, okay? These are heathens. With a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. This is God about a whole lot of heathen people who have just suddenly got a purpose together. They've suddenly got a focus together and they're speaking the same language. He said if they get a a purpose and focus and they get into agreement with their same language, nothing is impossible with them. So he went and he confused them with different languages so they couldn't understand each other. You've, You've seen this happen when New South Wales play in State of Origin. You've seen them start to win and be leading and all of a sudden someone drops the ball and they start to talk against each other, abuse each other. And you see division coming amongst them. They could have won, but they get divided. You see the power of that every week, right? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I got the most enthusiasm from that than anything else this morning. That's awesome. That's awesome. But you understand, if if a business... And you're a business leader, can get all the staff with the same vision, the same focus, and the same language. That business is unstoppable. If a school principal can get all the teachers focused in the same direction with the same vision and the same language, it's unstoppable. If your family can get focused in the same direction, the same vision, with the same language, it's unstoppable. Whatever you're part of, there's a principle of agreement of a team to come into alignment of purpose, alignment of heart, and alignment of words. And God says that is a powerful way to live. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 says this, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. It took them to be together. Uh, Not a Honda Accord. They would have been a bit too squashed. Oh, come on, stay with me. I just got to make sure you're listening. You know that God drives a triumph because he leads them in his triumph. Just to... Oh, come on, come on. Just just come with me for a little bit, all right? Help me, help me preach here. All right, don't leave, Lisa, don't leave. It wasn't that bad. Gee whiz. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, okay? They were in agreement. They were seeking God together in that place, in that moment. And because of that, the Holy Spirit fell on them. They had one, they'd heard Jesus and they were focused. I want to tell you here today, many of you have got born again and met Christ in this church, in this place. And you know why that is? Because a group of us heard God say, build the church. It's number one priority is lost people coming to know God. And we got into agreement and we aligned our treasure and our talents and our time to make that our focus. And you came to meet Christ in this place because of the power of agreements. Many of us are sitting in a building today that's been fitted out. Uh, It should have cost, including all the council fees, about $2 million. It ended up costing miraculously about $450,000. Lots of people got involved. But here's the principle. Lots of people got involved and agreed that God was leading us forward into this place and gave their time, their talent, and their treasure, but they agreed. And this is the benefit of it. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we said, church, we're going to pray together. And this is, well, this is why we have prayer meetings, so that we can get together and agree with God's promises. 
not just pray at home on our own, but we get together and agree. A couple of years ago, we said, we believe God's got some land for us. We own 30 acres in, in, uh, Meriden, down in Meriden Plains uh, at Little Mountain there, uh, Meriden Plains, Rainforest Drive. We own this, but we don't believe that's the land God's got for us for our future, and he's talking to us about it, prophesying. And so we came and said, let's believe and get into agreement that God, we could find some land that is SAVE, strategically positioned, that's got acreage, 15 plus acres, that's visible from the highway or motorway and has easy access. And we began to agree and we agreed on the words of scriptures. We printed up a card and we drove it. We had all night prayer meetings and we prayed, God, show us the land. I believe because of that agreement and that prayer, God has shown us a piece of land at Power Road that he wants us to buy and move into. And so now we're into the next phase of that where we're agreeing together to buy that land. We've made an offer. The owners have said no. The, the valuation is market value. But as a church, we're agreeing together that they will sell to us for market valuation, which is $8 million. There is power when you and I get into agreement. We're unstoppable. One day we're going to stand in a building and I'm going to preach a message about the power of agreement and I'm going to say one day there was a group of people in a premier circuit in 20, 2005 through to 2017 and they agreed together for as long as it took for God's promise to come to pass. They stood on the word, they stood on the promise and they understood the power of vision, focus and saying the same thing heading in the same direction. And when we get into agreement with our church and if this is not your church, find your church and get into agreement with your leaders with what God is saying to that church because then if you're that, you'll be unstoppable and it will flow down into your life. Unstoppable. The power of agreement. We're going to get some new cards printed up because we have the SAVE land. We found it. So now we're going to get some new cards with the, the, the now scriptures that we're praying. So you can put it on your fridge and you can agree with us together and we can storm heaven, reminding God of his promises until our Kairos moment comes. We sell that land, we buy that land, we move into the next phase of our church life. It's the power of agreement. But the number one thing we're agreed about, buildings and land are bonus things. The number one thing we're agreed about is that every week, people who don't know God, people who are drowning in life circumstances, people who are living below the purpose that God's got for them, people who are going around in circles, people that are in, just overshadowed by darkness would come to this house, would hear of God's love, would hear that there's hope that things could change, that would get a sense of, of purpose if they accept Christ into their heart. That's what we're agreed about. That's our number one priority, week in, week out as a church. And I want to take a moment right now. Can we close our eyes right across this place? If you're here this morning, say, John, I, I need God to give me some words, some, some promises for my circumstances so that I can agree with his promises. If that's you this morning saying, I've got some problems, I've got some challenges, but I need some scriptures so I can agree with God. Would you raise your hand so I can pray for you right now? All right, Father, I'm praying in the name of Jesus for rhema words, quickened words, Words that have the answer from heaven in them. Promises that will unlock the keys, the doors that are, that are blockages right now. Release those words as people study your Bible, read your Bible. Bring them alive to them, I pray, in Jesus' name. 
If you're saying, John, you can put your hand down. If you're saying, John, I need to find a prayer partner. Or maybe your husband and you, you need to, you need to get, start praying together regularly. Might be just two minutes a day. Might be about some specific issues that you're going to lock in on. Or you need to find someone to pray with about issues or situations you're facing. Would you raise your hand and say, that's me today. I need a prayer partner or we need as a couple to pray at a new level for God's blessing on our life, for his promises to come to pass. I promise you, if you access this power and truth, things will go to a new level. Can I encourage husbands, lead your spouse in this. Take the initiative, make it work. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Father, we're agreeing right now for this church. We're agreeing to sell Rainforest Drive for $5 million and to buy Power Road for $8 million in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our land will yield its increase. Thank you, you go before us and you give us our promised land. And we agree right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.